you're seeking biblical wisdom and understanding in these difficult and trying times, and you recognize the power of God's Word to delve deep into the issues of the heart, then welcome to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney, husband, father, counselor, author, and teacher. Join us for Christ-centered, gospel-driven truth concerning our individual, marital, and parenting struggles. This is Biblical Counseling Today. Does it seem like the human attention span is getting shorter and shorter year after year? And no, I'm not just talking about folks who struggle with ADHD. Well, the research tells us, yes, our attention spans are shortening all the time. Don't ask me how they figured this out, but just blindly trust these statistics with me. In the year 2000, the average human attention span was 12 seconds. In the year 2015, the average attention span shrunk to 8.25 seconds. To put that in perspective, the average attention span of a goldfish is 9 seconds. How embarrassing is it that we humans pay less attention to things than goldfish? Ah, but all this talk about shrinking attention span may just be a myth. According to one psychologist, the idea of an average attention span is pretty meaningless. She writes, It's very much task-dependent. How much attention we apply to a task will vary depending on what the task demand is. And how much attention we give to something depends how much value we think it holds as well. And then we have so much information in our hands and before our eyes and ears that we do struggle to give attention to what's most important. So there are many variables to this issue of paying attention. But we do have to agree on one thing. The amount of distractions that we have today are vastly outpacing our ability to stay focused and to pay attention. This is not just a problem of childhood or of youth. It's all of our problems. So what does attending have to do with communication? Well, everything. As we have talked briefly about in another podcast, communication is talking and listening. If no one is listening or not listening well, communication breaks down. So in this series on communication problems, we must address the problem of defective listening, Listening that doesn't conform with God's word and healthy patterns. As we'll talk about, being a good listener isn't easy and it isn't really natural. There are a lot of things we need to do to improve our listening skills. But first, we need to be grounded in what God's word tells us about listening. We need to be shaped and trained by the Holy Spirit in order to listen well. When we talk about communication problems, we often just think about the words we speak and how we need to put a guard over our mouths. But as was just discussed in the opening, communication is talking and listening. In order to have healthy biblical communication, you must have godly talking and effective, sanctified listening skills as well. We all need to learn to be the listeners God would have us to be. In order to do that, we go first to God's Word. It tells us much about the art and skill of listening. Let's begin in Proverbs with Proverbs 1, verse 5 and 6, which reads, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, 
and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. So the wise person listens. He hears. And what happens when the wise person listens? He increases in learning. He understands and obtains guidance. Well, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? How can you learn anything without listening first? More to the point of communication problems, how can you learn a person and how he or she is thinking without listening? So it is wise to listen, and we must listen wisely. That means we need to have a discerning ear listening for truth versus lies. Again, when we understand a person, we can gain wisdom for that relationship and be in better communication with one another. Well, listen to another proverb, Proverbs 12, verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Well, now, isn't that one of our communication problems that we don't listen to advice? You might think, well, this is one of those proverbs we should just tell our teens and children, right? Fools don't listen to advice, but wise children heed the advice of their parents. But we adults need to listen to advice from others as well. Just think how often communication problems are created when we don't listen to the counsel of others. When husbands don't listen to advice from their helpmates. When people don't listen to counsel from their godly friends. When young people don't listen to advice from older people. When we don't heed the counsel of our pastors and elders and teachers. Not only do we create problems, we communicate that we can live our lives just fine on our own, that we can just take care of our own souls without anyone's help. Well, that is not a wise way to live. By the way, the best advice we can ever get comes from God's Word. So listening to the Bible and the Holy Spirit is the first listening problem we have to solve. Now we go on to the book of Ecclesiastes, reading from Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Yes, I know this series is about communication problems between people, But I think it's worth our time to continue to think through the connection that has with our communication problems with God. This verse describes a person who is coming to God's house, but just coming for the ritual of sacrifice, not really desiring to listen to God. How often can we go to a worship service as God's people this exact way? We can be there to just go through the motions, maybe even to sing praises because we like to sing or singing makes us feel good. But then we are half asleep when the word is being preached. Our mind is wandering. We are not drawing near to listen to God. How can we expect to grow as a listener to people if we are not growing as a listener to God? God is the great communicator. He speaks to his people through his word. We are to draw near to him and listen. And he also speaks through other people, people who we must listen to. We must also listen wisely to our circumstances since God speaks through those as well. 
Christians should be the greatest of all listeners. And yet we often want to talk to God rather than listen to him and obey him. Well, there's one more passage here about listening to God. We find in John chapter 10, verses 25 to 28. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. How do you know that you are really one of God's people, that you're really one of Christ's sheep? You listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, you listen to Jesus. Just like a baby recognizes his mother's voice, followers of Jesus recognize the voice of Jesus. And we listen to it. We don't ignore it. Turning a deaf ear to the good shepherd only ends in disaster for us as a sheep. It makes no sense to say you're in a relationship with Jesus, but you never listen to what he tells you. So again, we hone our skill of listening to other people by first listening to our Heavenly Father, to God the Son, and to God the Holy Spirit. Listening to God gives us the wisdom we need to listen to the people in our lives. So now let's more sharply focus on our listening to other people. We go back to Proverbs, Proverbs 20, verse 5, that reads, The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water but a man of understanding will draw it out. Here we have a person's heart compared to a well. The purposes of his heart are very deep. In other words, people have a lot of things going on in their hearts and minds. So in order to draw out this deep water, we must let down a bucket again and again. In other words, we must listen and listen and listen. Only when we listen to a person's heart will we get to know that person. Think for a moment about how so many of our relationships are surfacey sort of relationships. We never get past the obligatory, good to see you and how have you been? It's only when someone begins to share his or her heart do we gain knowledge and understanding that we really enter into a relationship. When our conversation barely lets the bucket down into the well, we'll never go beyond the surface. So again, that's what makes listening so vital. It is the practice, the hard work of drawing out the thoughts of another. Parents typically have to work hard to draw out what's going on in their teenager's heart, especially their boys. Wives can become frustrated when their husbands don't share what is on their heart. But how often are people not sharing because no one is really working hard enough to listen? A man of understanding, a wise person, is patient enough to listen and listen and listen. As Christians, we must always remember that all people are worth listening to so we can help them and encourage them. Let's go on to another proverb, Proverbs 18, verse 13. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Boy, this is such a great proverb that illuminates one of our biggest listening problems. Speaking before we have really listened. How often do we do that? 
And when we do, we usually put our foot into our mouths. We are usually seen as a fool or are quickly ashamed. I see this all the time in marriage counseling. One spouse is talking, the other jumps in and interrupts and corrects, making a fool of himself or herself. We can become so impatient when we're listening to another. We want to have our time. We want to give an answer before we have heard all the information. Why do we find it so hard to let people talk, to give enough time before we speak? Well, there are lots of answers to that question. Sometimes it's our pride. Sometimes we are just impatient. But we're always communicating that we don't really care to hear what is being said. Sure, sometimes long-winded people are difficult to listen to. But when we jump in before listening long, we will not communicate well. People need to be heard. It is not good listening just to wait until the other person takes a breath. No one likes being interrupted. So learn to breathe and listen to give time for another to truly share what is on his or her heart. Which leads us to a classic passage, James 1, verses 19 to 20. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know these verses, right? Christians must be quick to hear, fast to listen, and slow to speak. We should always listen much more than we speak. How do you evaluate yourself on this one? But again, we can want to speak to others more than we have the patience to listen. Well, this passage deals with another problem as well, anger. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. How are talking and listening connected to anger? Well, in relationships, we can easily become angry when someone is speaking. And what do we do? We interrupt. We speak angrily. We stop listening. So James is teaching us to slow down and listen when you're tempted to speak in anger. Wow, that's a tough one. We need the spiritual fruit of self-control for that one. Being quick to hear and listen shows maturity and produces the righteousness of God in our lives and in our relationships. But losing our cool does not. So keep reminding yourself to slow down your words and increase your listening, especially when you are in an angry conflict with another person. Then there's these words in 1 John 4, verses 4 and 5. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. Now this is an important guardrail for the whole question of defective listening. What people you listen to says a lot about what you believe and who you are. While Christians are to be listeners, we are not to listen to lies or listen to false teachers or listen to unsound doctrine. Yes, we listen to people's hearts, but not to things that are untrue. We hear so much from the world's media that Christians need to listen more to the homosexual, the transgendered, the people preaching a liberal theology and social policy. 
The world listens to their teachers, not to Christ. We don't need to listen better to them. We need to speak the truth in love to those we oppose. No, I'm not saying that we don't hear what they have to say, but listening the world's way means believing or tolerating or understanding or embracing. This is not why we listen to what others believe. We listen so we can correct and teach and witness and reprove and shine the light into darkness. Well, listen to the next verse, verse 6. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Well, there it is. We all listen to somebody. Our ears will be naturally in tune with what our hearts desire. So if we love the things of this world, we will listen to the world. But to return to what we discussed earlier, loving God means listening to Him. And only by listening to God do we grow in truth and avoid error. So are you seeing how listening is really the most important component of communication? We will listen well to all that is important to us. We will listen to what we value the most. See how much the Word of God has to say about listening. Well, let's jump back to Proverbs 19, verse 20. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Okay, we've already stated this listening principle, but it bears repeating. This is a good verse to teach your children and teens with its emphasis on the future. When our children listen to advice and accept instruction, they will grow wiser and wiser. So we adults, we parents, we grandparents must lead by example when it comes to listening. If your children do not see you as a good listener, they will most likely lack in that area as well. They need to see you listening to wisdom yourself and growing in wisdom yourself. Well, just a few more gems from the Proverbs. Proverbs 15, verses 31 to 32. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Here again, we have the amazing benefits of listening. We don't just listen for the benefit of others, but for ourselves too. As we talked about in another podcast, reproof that is biblical is life-giving. Only by listening to it will we learn. Even though no one really likes to be corrected, making sure to listen well to what others have to say to us will produce true knowledge and intelligence. Then there's Proverbs 25, verse 12. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Yet again, God's Word instructs us to have a listening ear for wise reproof. It is most valuable to our Christian life. And then one more, Proverbs 23, verse 22. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Well, you know, the Proverbs written to young people are filled with instruction about listening to parents. As adults, we still have a Heavenly Father who gave us life. We must listen to Him. 
then we must always exhort the next generation to listen to their parents because that is ultimately listening to God. All right, we're going to end this podcast in a very practical way with my top 10 principles of listening. Well, this will not be one of those funny top 10 lists like the classic David Letterman's ones. No, these are 10 principles to help each one of us to grow in our listening to God and to the people in our lives. So here we go, starting with number 10. Drum roll, please. Listen as you want to be listened to. Sounds sort of like the golden rule, doesn't it? If you don't care if other people listen to what you have to say, I guess you don't have to listen to anyone else. But the truth is that we all want to be listened to. So make listening a priority, since you do value others listening to you. Number nine, put away the distractions. Boy, are we distracted people. Just like I shared in the opening. We have to get better at putting them away. Put aside the phone, turn off the TV, get in a quiet place to really listen to one another. Wife and husband, parent and child, friend to friend. Number eight, make good eye contact. That's pretty simple, right? But again, we're so distractible these days. Eye contact can be way too brief. Look at people. See them as they speak. You will never listen well without good eye contact. That's what makes talking on the phone such a challenge to really listen. Number seven, show others you are listening. Your nonverbals say everything about whether you're really listening or just sitting quietly. Nodding your head, smiling, having an open body stance not only helps you listen, but communicates that you are listening. Practice in front of the mirror if you need to. I have, and it's helped. Number six, work on not interrupting. Just as I said earlier, we can interrupt more than we think we do. Use self-control and be patient with the person speaking to you. Resist reacting to what is being said and be merciful and gracious. Number five, don't start planning on what you're going to say next. Yes, we are thinking when we are listening to what another is saying, but too often we're just waiting for our turn, formulating our retort. Unless you're in an actual debate, focus on listening. If you are lost in your thoughts, you will miss parts of what is said. Number four, ask good questions. Listening is not just passively sitting in front of someone waiting for the speech to be over. If this is really conversation, it's about a dialogue, not a monologue. So demonstrate you are listening by asking good, clarifying questions. To really understand, you will need to ask for help from the speaker. Number three, listen to a person's nonverbals. Again, it is so important to actually see a person who you are talking to. Because a big part of what we say to another is nonverbal. So listen by watching nonverbal cues. This will help you better understand what is really being communicated. Number two, listen to a person's heart. Oftentimes, we're put off by the words someone is saying. We can feel insulted or rejected or treated rudely. 
but you need to learn to look past words and attitudes to the heart, especially when someone is hurting. This is another way to say, be patient, listen long, hear what the person is really saying to you. And finally, one more drum roll, please. Number one, listen from your loving heart. If you aren't loving the person with the love of Christ, you won't listen. To put it another way, listen with compassion. Listen like Jesus. One of the best ways we love another person is by listening to them. So listen with love. Listen with grace. Listen with compassion. Well, we'll move on to another communication problem next time. Listen well, my friends. Thank you for listening to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney. If you have found yourself encouraged or challenged today, please share this podcast with your church, family, and friends. Rate us on iTunes and your social media outlets. It really helps. Until next time, may you enjoy the riches of God's compassionate grace and mercy in your life.